When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip, you won't be Sorry, go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. You thought that was funny. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? Look at me. You're lower than a bastard. Oh, God, here it comes. Oh, hot, 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 hot. Hot, 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 hot. Another glorious day. President's Day. I just got a great meme. Of Bill Clinton sitting next to Hillary, and Bill leans over and says to Hillary, "Happy President's Day!" And she says, F- "You, Bill." <laughs> He's rubbing it in. He and knows she never it's made it every year. He gets to say it to her every February. Happy President's Day, honey. <laughs> you didn't do it. You lost to Trump. They celebrated a little bit this weekend, Bill. Yeah. Well, because that guy got killed. Yeah, Clinton's killed again. I don't know if you guys caught that. I, I sent you that meme that somebody else from the Epstein trial hung themselves. Uh, some European guy that's got all sorts of information. He was it, known as the, uh, he was the, the organizer. He yeah. was the pimp. He was the one that got things together. He, he managed to hang himself in a high-security prison, too. So the Clintons have killed again. They're, it's amazing. They're international they now. They are unbelievable. <laughs> and there's no question they're involved. Uh, you can be the biggest Democrat Clinton fan ever. Look at the, the trail of bodies behind these two. It's amazing. And to get to the people they're getting to, if you want people killed, the Clintons are the way to do it. Every single that enemy. log is... Oh. Uh, they're going to get to it. Oh, man. They're going to get to it. This trial's taking forever. All these people are sitting in high security this, high security that, <laughs> and they're hanging themselves? Epstein was under full 100% surveillance and managed to hang himself. How's Jeslene still alive? Nah, that's what they, I want that's to know. What got. Something's There's, going on. Something going on where she's got some super protection. Yeah. I mean, they definitely didn't treat her like a normal person they arrested. They let her live in you know, New England for a little while, and she got to go to France, and they're like, we'll put you in here. got a nice little spot here for you. And they, they, they kid-gloved her when she should have just been thrown in the hooskow and dealt with. You wonder if there's a vault of surveillance tapes. Oh, tons. Stuff. There's stuff there. Look, again, I said it a long time ago. As bad as this is, I don't think we want to pull this this thread. I don't think we want this sweater to start to unravel. Too and the much, longer they can drag it yeah. out? Well, they can fix it piece by piece. Like, okay, this is the stuff we can allow out. This is the stuff we can't. I was watching 60 Minutes last night, and I haven't seen it forever. And there's this the Havana 
effect thing they've got. These uh, officials that were down in Cuba from the United States are they're having these like dizzying blackouts and this cricket sound, this cricket digital noise in their head, and they feel like they were just walking along one day and just got zapped by something. And and it like there's over a thousand reports of this, and now it's happened at the White House a few times, and they're thinking it's somebody shooting microwaves or some sort of uh, terrorist kind of thing that they can earworm they almost. Can, well, it's just a dizzying beam. It doesn't get in you, and then you go to doctors, and they're like nothing. One guy lost his eyesight, and they're like, "There's nothing wrong with you. Uh, we don't know what it is. It's like your eyes fine, everything's good. But the wiring to it is messed up, and we don't know why or how that happened." He's like, "I was walking along." I get hit with this, like, felt like something kind of hit me in the head. Next thing you know, I'm super Eesh, dizzy. Man. Is it this guy had his family? All four of them got hit. They're all like CIA operatives, and they've been in uh, China and started in Cuba. And they're like, it's like they're testing it out by zapping people that are, you know, low levels and like CIA guys. And he's like, I got hit. And now I can't do my job. It makes them dizzy forever. And I give them like vertigo. It's crazy. It's like, well, that's the new weapon of war then. You think about that. If you just get the general kind of dopied. And you keep going, you can hit him with microwaves, and you could stand right next to him and do it. It's nuts. But I don't know that it was like something to worry about. It almost like 60 Minutes was trying to make something huge out of it. But it's creepy, for sure. But I, but they Did they were, give Simone Biles the twisties? Yeah, that's what it was. He got constant <laughs> Simone Biles. So you turned right into Simone Biles' twisties, and so the war can't happen because he got the twisties. Yeah, don't bring that into sports. But they were acting like it was some sort of foreign, like they're like, oh, the... You know, we don't have China or Russia or who's behind that. We wouldn't have. We've got it too. There's no way we don't have one of those. Remember um, years ago when there's testing that sound? Yeah, dropping dudes like crazy with a sound wave. (laughs) It's the weirdest video. It's awesome, and they could use it as a cannon for groups, or they could isolate it down to just just cripples you. Like you, we could be in like a concert, and they could aim this thing at only Brady, and he would hear a sound that made him pass out. Only he would hear it. Because they can just zap it into you. It's the neatest thing I've ever seen. The Australian Army was testing it out. Like they've got a, a it would be great for like wow. uh, for crowd control. You don't hear a thing. You though. don't. Nothing. Just, there's no sound. It's, it's just a so earplugs don't help. It's just it's not a noise. It's an internalized like it shoots out at the individual earplugs through a laser. Might no, just, it's not uh, a sound. It? It's not a sound. It's not an audible. I thought audible it's the tone. impact of the. Uh... It's a it's a boom inside of you kind of thing. So it's not like you can't ear earplug up. Because it's not actually outside. It's isolated directly at a group. So it's great for crowd control and things like that. It's the same thing they do at the 7-Elevens for the age group people. The tones that people over 50 can't hear anymore. Yeah. That people, like there's, you don't know about that? No, what is that? So oh, yeah. There's, a, a, younger cool, there's a cool thing that uh, like your ears hear uh, high pitches when you're younger. And for everyone, no exceptions. At a certain age, that pitch goes away. And so you can play it. An annoying noise, and only people under twenty will hear it. England used it to yeah. get rid of really? the kids hanging yeah, out hanging in the parks at late, late night. Yeah, they would uh, turn it up, <laughs> and the, everyone below twenty they couldn't be so there. Irritating. Where do I get one of those? I know I'm going to play amazing. one from my house. So you just have it constantly going, oh. and then people under the age of twenty can't be by your house. Oh, it's and then so it works at thirty, and at every ten years, you have another tone you can't hear anymore. And it's for everyone. It's not like this. Like some fifty year olds are like, I can hear you can't. They've done tests where they'll sit in an auditorium and like play a noise. They'll go, raise your hand if you heard that, and they'll raise it. Like, all you are under 20, correct? I'm like, yeah. All right, raise the other. And then by the end, everybody's like, okay, everybody over 50 oh, man. just raised their hand because that's the tone you can hear. And it's an amazing loss. And it, it's not like you're hearing loss. It's just something your body just doesn't listen for anymore. Ages out. Yeah. 
that's pretty cool. And don't think the military is not like thinking about that to like zap the under thirty oh, yeah. thing. But our own guys would get it. But those those sound waves and microwaves that are zapping people in the side of the head. And one lady was at the White House and she's coming out of her stairwell, and she goes, and it just felt like something smacked me in the side of the head, and I'm on a staircase. And she goes, uh, she's suffering like tons of memory loss, and and she just started to walk out to her car. Like she didn't know what she was doing. She just wobbled out to her car all the way across the street and everything else. She's like, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where I was. I didn't know anything. And she goes and just wandered off. So if they do that in like battle or in a, you know, Putin and Biden are going to meet, you hit Biden in the head with one of those. I don't think anybody would notice if he's incapacitated or not. But you hit him in the head and he just wobbles off. It's over. And he just wanders away. It makes the whole country look weak. And imagine if Joe just got up and started to walk, ah, ah, and he just wandered away. Might straighten him they out. Yeah, know. Actually might know. No opposite. one would notice. They would assume, oh, he's got the 80s. It's Joe. He's got his late 80s thing going on. Yeah, so it's pretty neat. It was an interesting kind of uh, thing last night to watch because, like, well, there's the new warfare. At least it's not a bloody nightmare, but it certainly is scary. Uh, and then I was this other story I was watching last night, and I found the news thing this morning. This is pretty. This is like a what would Brady do on steroids? So this lady, her sister has three kids, right? She doesn't have any kids. Smart. That's what I said. She's super smart. So uh, her husband and her have decided that they're going to remain child free. The husband especially doesn't want them. The wife is like, I never wanted them, and. We're living our lives child-free. Her sister, with her three kids, just got diagnosed with a terminal illness. Now, the sister was a bit of a hoe. So the three kids she has, there's no paternal records. On all three. They don't know who the dads are. Uh, Her ex-husband wants nothing to do with her because all three kids are somebody else's. So he's like, all she did did was have uh, affairs and make babies with other guys while we were together, like a classic hoe, narcissist, everything. And then she brings it back to me, and now she wants me to, uh-uh, I'm out. I'm out of her life. Those are hers. That's her thing. The sister is on the list now for the three kids, and she's like, I don't want them. So like, this, the sister is like trying to sue her own sister or get involved legally to say somebody's got to take care of these kids. Kids pretty young? And they're saying that, the, yeah, they're like 13 and younger. Oh, yeah. The, the, uh, so they're basically saying that the childless sister's being a bitch for not taking on the three kids when her terminally ill sister dies. Why should she wreck her life? Right. So it's a dilemma. Yeah. Because I'm on the list for Toledo's deadbeat kid. I'm like fourth. But they asked me. Well, as long as Toledo makes it three more years, he'll be 18. Oh, I said, look, I've been on pins and needles that this family doesn't end up in a car crash. And that one, the kid comes out okay. Look, he's got no time with me. 16, he's emancipated in my book. (laughs) If the whole Toledo clan goes down... And I mean, I'd have to be like, I think one of the three ahead of me has passed, too. I'm not sure oh, if that's man. accurate. So I think I jumped up a notch. But I'm like fourth on the list. Horrifying. You got Alex coming to my house, and now he's sad because his parents, have, uh, everybody he's ever known is gone? That's a terrifying thing. Had Toledo said, I'd like you to be next in line, I'd have turned it down. There's no if you'd have said it like I want you to be yeah I've been asked like to be the godfather of a kid I'm like a not religious b no don't want your kid you figure this out with somebody else why is it wrong to turn that down but this lady's catching all sorts of heat because she's the sister and she's like don't you have any feelings for your sister's wishes and her sister's wishes are like that's too much yeah. for somebody I don't want three kids 
So they're giving her all sorts of grief in the story that she's a selfish bitch. And I'm like, no, hold on a second. What about the hoe who had three kids her with a bunch with of the hoe? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If she said it from the get go, there was nothing that, you know, if you, if you're like my sister, I completely get it. Does not want to have any kids. Right. I'm probably not going to her to say, I want you to take my kid. But it done. sounds like, and that really kind of, I'm not real sure that she's burned all her bridges. That her sister's the only one left. You know what I mean? She's hoed her way right out. You're you safe. Got? Toledo says, I think we rewrote it. You're still fourth. Oh, they added a... There I'm, may be a God, actually. Yeah, I mean, you, you, know, what, you don't want to uh, believe it, but I'll there say, might be. I, you know what, Brett? There's certain times where I'm like, maybe I'm just off the metal podium in the uh, Toledo sweepstakes. I'm fourth. I'm not going to get a bronze. I get to go home with just a participation ribbon and still look like a hero that I was on the list in the first place. You don't know. Oh, the nightmare that would happen. I don't know who has to die. But I am going to pay for every one of those people to be on life support. Uh, I don't know. But his mom with COPD is ahead of you, so you're basically third. <laughs> I'm third. Damn it, Toledo. <laughs> Stop texting the medical reports in. <laughs> if you're not coming to work, don't play along. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. But yeah, they're giving this girl all sorts of trouble, and I'm like, I don't know that I'd do it. I think I'd, I'd, I'd help her, but I'm like, I'm not going to take the kids. And that's a tough one because you're like, it depends oh, on yeah, exactly what kind of situation um, there is. I mean, it would be tough to say. All right, they're going into the orphanage or the. I'd be fine with that. <laughs> that seems like a better place than my house because <laughs> it isn't my house. I think that's the best part of it. Yeah, that doesn't sound good at all. But yeah, they're giving this girl all sorts of trouble and putting all this weight on her that you have to take them. And I'm like, why? Because that's a what would Brady do of like they're, epic They are a complete mixed batch. I mean, there's no so what, real, There's like a this. Tom, a Leroy, and yeah. a Jose's dad or what? <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. But Look at the UN coming in. I'm not interested. <laughs> but her ex-husband doesn't want yeah. anything no. to do with him too. Well, her ex-husband isn't the dad. And he's like, screw you. Yeah. Why do I want this woman's life in my life? I'm out. Because he said all she did was cheat on me constantly and come back and say I'm oh, yeah. pregnant again. And it turns out twice it wasn't mine. Third one, I don't know. We're not doing it. I, I've dismissed myself from her life. So basically what she needs to do is have paternity tests the whole time she's dying. Find out who the real dads are and say, sorry, guys, these are yours. Once a hoe, always a hoe. Well, sure. I mean, that's a three-time hoe, too. <laughs> that is a hat trick hoe. <laughs> Emergency Morris. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what you need. You're right. Emergency Morris. You need the paternity tests. Go through and say, sorry, you're the father, and the mom's dying. And just plop them. It's a Disney movie. All those Disney movies that were, you know, like The Rock had that one where he was the tooth fairy. They just plop some kid down on his thing after the mom dies. Nobody ever talks about it. I remember when he was on the show, and I'm like, tell me this isn't a, a typical Disney movie where the mom is murdered or killed, and they never talk about it, but you're all of a sudden the hero, savior, fish-out-of-water dad. And he goes, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Disney movies all... <laughs> Have that if the kid's abandoned, it's because mom was killed. Bambi, it, it froze him. Bambi, yeah, well, because he didn't think that there's. Yeah. A, I don't think anybody thinks that no. Disney's formula is obvious. Bambi is the first one. Yeah, the mom is murdered. It's a terrifying tragedy. She's killed, and Bambi's orphaned, and then has to figure it out on their own. They've done it with all their movies. Every single one of them, where a kid's, you know, 
You get Lion back to, King. Look, Lion King's yeah. The, the parents are killed. It's always that. <laughs> there, it's the the classic story of death, orphan, savior. And so, you got to plop them down on dad's door. It's not always Disney. Leroy, Jose, Tom. <laughs> they're all going to get a baby. Everybody get. We can't split the children up. What a selfish woman. Who's selfish? My guess is the sister went off and got AIDS. Oh, man. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Her behavior led her down this road. Would you take him? You'd take him. You couldn't say no. Brady would. Brady would. Brady would take Toledo's kid. If I didn't didn't want him, I'm not taking him. You'd take him. If somebody was dying and stared at you in the eyes and said, I want you to take Doesn't matter. Anybody. I think a stranger could do it. I think you'd end up with strangers. But if it's my brother or sister? I guarantee you. I'm, I'm, I'm... Taking them. You you are a Disney movie. That even on the golf course, if you're just playing with some guy who got teamed up with you and he gets hit in the head with a golf ball and grabs you by the lapel and pulls you to him as he's dying on the golf course and says, You're a good man. And I'm not gonna make it. Please take care of my children. I need you to do it. It's my dying wish. Oh boy. All right, stranger. Hang on, I gotta hit my third shot. You'd do it. Oh, you'd finish your round, but you'd definitely. It's the same guy that crucified the squirrel on the green or whatever with the <laughs> no, pins. That's, that's not one of God's creatures. <laughs> dead bunny. Brady oh, dead bunny, would do okay. it. Brady would do it in a second. You, so if you got if you got a terminal illness and you want somebody to take your kids, you couldn't say no to that. Some dying person asking you to take their kids because you're a good person, you'd do it in a second. You'd have to. You wouldn't do it for a dog. I'd feel obligated baby. to find a place for him, but doesn't mean I'm <laughs> not taking it. him. You'd keep it. Sorry, bro. A note that said my dying wish is to have my child raised by Grady because you're the best, most moral man in all of the world. And then there's a picture of them all gray laying in bed with tubes in their nose. And a note that says thanks, Brady. I don't think you have the the coldness to say no. Now, Those me, kids would grow up fast. On the other hand, I... Those kids would be... Shipped off to the old sex trade or something. I don't know what I do. You don't want you don't want your kids in my thing. I'm gonna give them to some shake out in Saudi Arabia and say, "Do what you will." Yeah, there's a little. It's it's similar. Like if it was you know on the other side, if it was a dog. Oh sure, I'd help find a home for a dog. Yeah, but I'd also tell somebody you can't ask me to do that. I'll find a home for your dog. I got plenty. Of That's res- what I'd be saying. To I the got dude loads in the of resources way. for that. Now the dude in the fair, and then he'd grab me. Go no no no, you you just you. All right. Sorry, Kimosabi. You'd like that. You couldn't, you couldn't do it. I know you well enough. You couldn't look the guy in the eye and go, I'm not doing it. As he's going, please. I'm not doing it. I'm not sure I heard him. Your kids are going to an orphanage. And I would be standing next to him going, I heard him. I heard it all. Brady, you got to take those kids. I'd put so much heat on you. Little Tyrone and Brady walking around. This is my stepson, Tyrone. Hey, what's up, player? Hey, you've taken the Brady quit. Yeah, man. We was catching lizards last night. <laughs> Very fast. He told me on Saturday I might learn a little something. <laughs> Tyrone's helping Kirby become competitive at basketball. Anyway, you'd do it. As you're a decent person. I, on the other hand, not so much. I don't think you... I, I, I just asked where the gunny sacks are. Where are the gunny sacks? For what? You wanted me to take care of your kids. Oh, you meant take care of your kids. I thought you said... Take care of my kids. I would have done it the Italian way. <laughs> I didn't understand what we're talking about. There. Swim time. Everyone's swimming. If you can get out. If you can Houdini your way out, you're a good one. <laughs> Survival of the fittest kids. Anyway. Look at me. Yeah. <laughs> Bastard and a gunny. But she's mad because she's like, people think I'm selfish, but 
uh, we got to find something else. Ultimately, I side with her. Yeah, kind of do. So the child isn't an 18 year commitment; it's a lifelong one. And she's the one who had multiple different men and lost her family. I don't think it's my job to swoop in and save her from consequences of her own actions. I don't feel like I owe her this. She's uh, using me as her ticket out uh, to dying to not feel guilty. And now Reddit users are just all over because God forbid you give all your problems you're getting to the, Reddit. The, the argument that that's your sister, right? You're supposed to be family. Well, <laughs> Tony Delgado. Regarding those sisters and the kids, when is it being when is being selfish bad and good? Am I selfish for protecting myself from something? Selfish is not always bad. They tell you on airplanes, secure your own mask yeah, before your child. Exactly right. Make sure you're safe. <laughs> then take right. care of that baby you brought onto the planet. Yeah, and on the, the case of the sister is like, well, well, was she being a good sister? Uh, you know, with the kids and being responsible. Who knows. She might have been a great mom. Hoes can be good moms. Oh, I'm not saying she wasn't a bad mom, like a but that doesn't housewife. mean uh, your sister <laughs> takes him over. You can't spell housewife without hoe. I didn't even right. think of that. Yeah. <laughs> sure. It's just an interesting thing because watching this lady get beat up all over the internet, you're like, well, why is that so bad? You want her kids. Should have thought of that plan before you started dying. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you got time. It's not like a car wreck or anything. They got to sort it out. Can you turn them down? Um, even if like it's this, according to the state, you know, it's the next of kin that's in line. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how that, how that works. works. Yeah, I don't know how that that succession line is. I don't know what that is because it's like if yeah, if you like had somebody just because you, know, you, it was you, a you tragedy, have those TV but, shows where the aunt ends up with a you know and like uh, even like the Fresh Prince does he go to his uncles? Well, the Fresh Prince was like they just gave him to the rich family. The mom was still alive. Weren't they related, though? Weren't, she was or, fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was Uncle Phil. Yeah. Did the mom ever show up during the show? Yeah, she popped oh, by she a couple okay. of times. I remember the dad did. Oh, that's right. The dad showed yeah. up, too. Shocking. Yeah, the Fresh Prince. I forgot. Yeah, the family would occasionally pop in Uncle Phil's Okay. Because they just didn't want him to get beat up in Philly. Because he was causing trouble, you know, so they sent him out to Uncle Phil. And I'm going to hand it to Uncle Phil. He'd rather take the kids and hand money back to the family because you know they'd waste it back there in Philadelphia. They were deadbeats. That's the new Fresh Prince, which is the serious one, which I find hysterical that they're trying to make a drama out of. i got to dive into that one I will not watch a single episode. It just looks terrible. But uh, it's it's interesting because, yeah, I wouldn't want that. I don't want that Disney thing. My doorbell rings and somebody's kids are on there saying, hey – tragedy struck and you got to take these i'm like says who i didn't sign anything this is like being a it's almost like a photo radar ticket to me i'm just throwing these away <laughs> you got to serve me proper nobody told me about this you've seen the movies where it shows up on the doorstep and yeah like, i don't want this and yet they fall in love that's John. right brady i'm not that guy this, my movie would be real boring of a baby in a basket at a door for <laughs> days to on another end. drawer yeah the mailman would be like hey this has been out here for like three days i've been root for a porch pirate to come and finally take that box <laughs> i'd be going out there getting my nikes and i'd be avoiding that wicker basket like the plague <laughs> shut up Getting in the way of me getting my Nike. <laughs> Got a new set of LeBrons coming in here. Can't have the screaming outside. Keep it down. I throw some goldfish and Cheerios in its basket every once in a while. It's I'm good. Not totally cold hearted. Fend for yourself, son. I'm going <laughs> to crawl out there and become a man <laughs> or a woman, whatever's in there. 
I'm not looking. Yeah, don't leave a baby at my doorstep because that's where it stays. It becomes an ornament. Never so, knew it was there. Yeah, and when the smell gets too bad, somebody will pick it up. <laughs> if my sister had three kids from three different dudes, she wouldn't be my sister anymore. I'd ghost her ass. I can barely take care of my two, let alone three more hoe right. babies. Hoe babies. <laughs> you don't know, you're not responsible for somebody else's hoe babies. No. Hoe babies end up in uh, hoefinages, I think they're called. That's <laughs> <laughs> just a lesson to not be a hoe, I think. Because you know what? You never know when the whole lifestyle is going to strike you down. They got three hoe babies, and they got to go somewhere. You got to track down daddies. Yeah. You don't want to do that while you're taking treatment. Daddy tracking and chemo at the same time. That's tough. Uh, We got this thing tomorrow, this gimmick. Everybody's doing the twofers and that. We're doing something, too. It's a special day. Two for you. 2-22-22. It won't happen again for like a million years. Uh, 2-22-22 is tomorrow's date. And we're going to give you guys a chance to win two pairs of U-Fest tickets every two hours. Some or another, that means i got to stay on time with some clock. Ah, it's going to be tough. <laughs> Ticket giveaways start at 6 in the morning tomorrow. And then we'll do another one at 8. And I guess 10? We're going to do 3? We'll leave the 10 to Larry. Larry's yeah, got well, the then. 10 o'clock. <laughs> we'll get out early tomorrow, boys. <laughs> two pairs of tickets to U-Fest every two hours. 2 22, 22. I think the last time it happened was... Uh, well, the big one was 11-11-11, November 11th. That won't happen for like a million years. And then uh, another one is 100 this. years on this one, right? Because you, you can have three 333, but you can't have the five numbers. And the six number ones across the board are like super rare because it's got to be a 22. And there's no 33, so it's only 00. Or it's not even, there's like, what is it? 11s and 22s. That's it, right? Yep. And then, like, then you get into the 50s, maybe 55. But it would be five five fifty five. You can't have five numbers. Yeah. yeah, you can't do anything. Can't do any of it. So this is a long time. I think I'm correct in saying that it won't happen again for at least a million years. I need all the scientists out there to start correcting me. At least, at least one million years will pass. But you can get your tickets to uh, U Fest. That's pretty cool. It's April twenty fourth, Auction Pavilion. That's tomorrow morning. Uh, get your chances for that all day long, starting at six. Two tickets go out the door. Then at eight, two more. Then at ten, two more. Twelve, two. Two two oh two two twenty two twenty two. People are gonna blow. The things are gonna explode. And Brady, you said your school has Twins Day. Yeah, you can go in a two (laughs) two or twin up with somebody. What's Kirby doing? Not sure. She twinning or two twoing? She was uh, exploring both. uh, She doesn't want a two two. You don't want to do a two two? Why not? I don't know. She's at least that's the way it was sounding. That's less for you to buy. It'd be easier. So if you twin, seeing some kid have to go out and buy the same outfit. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. You're going to have to get shoes. That's a full. I'll make a tutu, you know, Yeah, a tutu's two nothing. It's fifty over at the party store. Talk her into the tutu. Yeah. The old pirate, I want to dress up with my friend. You're wearing a tutu. Here's your buck fifty. Go get your outfit. And we need, like our, a, we need our Louis Vuitton warm-ups. Oh, yeah. man. Well, you're going to have to get life. shoes. You're going to have to get pants. You're going to have to get a shirt. Yeah. They're going to want to wear a You're funny right. hat. Two, two. They're going to want to stand out. Two, two. Talk her out of this whole double up thing. But yeah, the gimmicks are everywhere tomorrow. So two twenty two twenty two. People are going to put that on their calendars as a thing. Uh, you can also get tickets if you want to try to avoid winning them right there at ninety eight kupd dot com and go see a great show. April two four, which is four twenty four. 
So you can dress up we gotta do something there. quadruplets or something. Did I get extra credit for dressing up or was it like some sort of school spirit award? No, I don't think they can be penalized for not participating. They <laughs> <Right. laughs> get dinged for not being gimmick kids. <laughs> How can we not participating in the big gimmick? Uh, 22222. That's pretty cool though. Hey, look, gimmicks are gimmicks for a reason and then people give you things. You know, I'm sure all the grocery stores are having their... Two for this, two for that, double coupons, all that stuff. On t- Take advantage of it. We get weird with gimmicks and people start handing things out. Gimmicky odd holidays where you feel like you're This is a radio consultant's dream date. Oh, man, is it? Because it's the least creative thing you can come up with, and that's what they are. And that's on a Tuesday? Oh, Which we've already had two for Tuesday, two, two, two. There's so many twos. These consultants... Spent the whole last month beating off and patting themselves on the back thinking they came up with an idea, not knowing that every single radio station in the country is doing something. But these guys feel like they've uniquely come up with a great – the Bobs are thinking this is a gift from the heavens that they got this it's idea. It's Tuesday. we got a twofer. And let's give idea. out uh, tacos yeah. for every twofer. This is what uh, radio consultants do when they wake up with an idea. No, no. I got an idea. <laughs> it's so rare for them. And then they shoot onto the phones and call their struggling morning shows with their idea. Uh, two, 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 Tuesday. Oh, oh, oh. Did you just ejaculate? Okay, I had an idea. A consultant with an idea means there's a puddle in his pants. <laughs> and then you send polyester Pat out of the streets. <laughs> oh, God. Get the man in the barrel out. <laughs> Listen, he's got two hands. Both have... I'm going to pass out from all my ideas today. Uh, And then I'll call in and tell you about what a great experience I had as a a listener. And then people will, the phones will be sparked. Oh, this is a great idea from consultant heaven. (laughs) Meanwhile, everybody had the idea. And these guys think they've stumbled across brilliance. We're going to take this to morning show boot camp. This is going to be a forever thing. Then the follow-up meeting, the phone. You know what? There is just not enough signage, two for signage yeah. out there. I don't know. Drop the know. ball on really, this one. Really, the promotions department screwed up my awesome idea. <laughs> Could it be that every grocery store did it? No, no, no. It's just my solo idea alone. I got to save my job and act like I got good ideas. Guys, you got to think out of the box. Oh, the minute you say it, you're one of those people that thinks in the box. <laughs> Would you like a LaCroix? Oh, you're one of those people. You drink LaCroix. They are special. You're a special fella. So two, two, twenty-two, twenty-two, twenty-two. Yeah, there you go. Who cares? <laughs> well, I'm with that on that. It is kind of weird. But hey, look, if you're getting free stuff, no matter what the date, that sounds great to me. Yeah, exactly. So focus in on the idea that we're doing it too. No, I'm saying who cares about two, 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 two? Nobody, it doesn't matter. Nobody. It's still free tickets. I'm in. Free tickets all yeah. day. We could do it today. It would still be special. But Maybe it's we gimmicky. So it's memorable. Gimmicks are memorable. I'll give you that. Wait until you see my outfit tomorrow. Are you going to tutu? Oh, man. <laughs> it's just so hack. <laughs> you know? It's that comedy hack. It's a prop comedy. Not not your tutu, but just all gimmicky stuff. But hey, gimmicks are a thing. Brady's going to celebrate uh, 2-22-22 with matching blood pressure scores. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. 22-22 over 22. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's just dumb. But it's silly, and it wins, and people like this stuff. So. You think they get mad if I come in as Desmond Tutu? 
Oh, that'll be a good yeah, idea. You know? Come dressed up as Desmond yeah, I think you should. How's that a bad idea? It's a tribute, right? Yeah. I am Desmond Tutu 2222. You're going to get in big trouble. Oh. <laughs> Why? What have I done wrong? Uh, you're in big trouble. That's all I'll I say. I am so sorry. I don't know what the hell to think of this, but it's not good. Anyway, so it's President's Day today, and that's all you need to know. Tomorrow it's gimmicky 22-22-22. And hopefully you leave with tickets. It'll be a good thing. But tickets going out the door every two hours. What do you got on the big board of musical treats over there, Bert? All right, Wake Up Song brought to you by Action Ride Shop. Uh, they, we all, we've been talking about the mountain biking forever, but I hear oh, yeah. that they're going to get hammered with some snow this more. weekend. Yeah. They got it last week. They're yeah. going to get more this so, week. So uh, you, you need to get up on the get up on the uh, hills. Action Ride Shop's got all the rentals. They got all the gear to sell you. They got all of it. Included. And if you're not going to go up north like me, you want to hit the trails, yeah. they got you covered on the mountain bikes as well. Check it out, actionrideshop.com, as well as Facebook, Instagram, and all the other fun stuff. Yeah. And uh, as soon as the computer starts working here. Uh, you know, I mean, we got presidency nice. We played that a couple weeks ago, though. Presidency Features. USA, yeah, uh, that's true. Parkway Drive, Nine Inch Nails. Somebody requested uh, "Terror Spirit of Sacrifice" for my return, <laughs> which I can go with that. I mean, right. it's terror. We'll for let God you have sakes. it. All right, we'll let's let do you that. have it. All that's right, it. so I'll, you got to load it up, though. I got it. I have no idea. Oh, you got it already? Yeah, I oh, was watching the YouTube. Video. People are asking me. And there's Desmond uh, Brady. And I, <laughs> Brady Desmond Tutu. Hey, you know what? That's not too far off, Brady. You so, <laughs> got the same hairline. Same, uh, same shaped head. I think you are the Desmond Tutu we've been looking for. <laughs> if I'm, if I'm casting a Desmond Tutu in this room, it's him. Oh, 100%. Yeah. This is the yeah. pool to pull from. This is it. Yeah, Brady's Desmond Tutu. Tomorrow we'll do Tutu trivia on 222-22-22-22. What's that? Oh, is that terror? Yeah. Uh, people are asking, Brett, and I don't know how much you want to talk about, how are you? Oh, uh, I'm... You know, I mean, obviously, it was a terrible situation. Yeah. Uh, try to keep it short, but uh, yeah. after we got off the air on Monday, yeah. I went home and was, you know, you know, I was tired. I took a nap, and my dad calls me and tells me, uh, "Yeah, your mom just passed." I'm like, what? 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 That's not funny. That's how you yeah. found yeah. out. Yeah, that's how I found out. So, so um, you were driving home? No, I was. I was actually taking a nap. I just nap. got home. Oh. Yeah, it was like probably about eleven thirty or something like that. Um, I'm good. I mean, as, as good as can be. Yeah. I mean, you guys have all been great. Uh, the, everybody at the station. And, you know, I mean, I, I would listen to the podcast back and, it, you know, it was great hearing everybody. And and the emails that I got, I mean, I've still got over 100 emails I have to answer. But, and I will. Yeah. I will. It's just taking me a minute. And like the Facebook Pratt. posts and everything else. But I answer but- mine. <laughs> Yeah, people, I don't have Paul people, the producer to do it I for me. I will say this. You that, don't? I've had someone doing yeah. mine for years. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't been doing it. No. I'm not up at that point yet. <laughs> you should fire that guy. Because I get a lot of people, Bernie never answers his emails. Like, he's not going to either. That's a lot of chicken pecking. <laughs> but uh, I, I can say that through all the things I saw, uh, there was a touching outreach of oh, people 100%. telling me. And I'm like, email Brett. Yeah. Let him know. But I, I got loaded up with people saying, uh, you know anything they could say that was kind to you. So yeah. I, it was it was pretty nice to see that, and I, I tried to push as many as I could to you, yeah. and load your emails up. But it seemed like people were really uh, no. It was great, and it and it you know it, it is stupid and cliche as it may sound. It really did help. I mean, just reading them all because I did read all of them. I just haven't got to answering them all back because dealing with all the yeah. uh, business side Whoa. of things. You know, once somebody passes, you don't realize the business you got to take care of, like it's crazy you know, closing all their accounts and doing this that, and the other thing, and then. You know, dealing with family in different states, and so I mean, it, 
honestly, you know, yeah. truly, you know, thank you guys sure. as well as all the listeners out there. You guys, you guys are amazing. And then there was no jackasses out there cracking jokes and stuff, no. but well, that was everybody great. was dead serious about it. We stopped ready. <laughs> he was doing a lot. But the, uh, yeah, the amazing part is in one of my, uh, my uncle unexpectedly passed the day I had to do work like that. Right. You don't, you don't know. You don't yeah. know until that day. And it's, it's a cold. Oh, it's yeah. a very cold no, feeling is. of like, wow, I'm sitting there. Like, I remember my uncle being an organ donor. That was the hardest thing I'd ever done. It's just hours after his passing, I'm talking to somebody about what parts to keep. Yeah. yeah. And you have to get approval from that. And I'm like, this seems inappropriate. This seems like something like someone should just do. Like, it's on the organ donor thing, you should have a checkbox that the person wants to do. And then you, you're the medical people. You decide what comes out. And then you're right, like the bank accounts yeah. and the insurance and plans for a service, and nobody knows really what to what to do, and it is a lot. So, well, the weirdest thing was, I mean, it was down in the East Valley. I just remember the part of your uncle yeah. was when um, the uh, person came over and said, "We'd like to uh, pray over your." Could we? Who said that? It was uh, you're approached by uh, someone from the LDS. At oh, the time, yeah. I was definitely yeah. like, um, I don't know what to, yeah. There's a what's lot the policy on this? Oh, yeah, it was a strange, it was just a strange couple of days. I had never seen that before. Yeah. I didn't realize it, and I go, oh, okay, well, I guess that makes sense that people want to. Yeah, they want to baptize them or do whatever, yeah. I don't know. It was an odd, there was a lot of oddness that goes with that, but it is, and it's good to see you back. And Thank you. This is a weird kind of uh, job to have when all that goes on. Yeah. But it, it is cathartic, I'll tell you that. I've been through a lot of weird things in 20-something years. And without this little weird room and these people and goofing around, get you back to normal a lot faster. And that's what I needed. I mean, when when everybody's just come back when you can, if you're not ready, I'm like, no, I need some normalcy yeah. in my life. I need to laugh. I need yeah. to have some fun. And, and you know, it was great because on my Facebook post, I wrote, you know, have some pasta, you know, yeah. think of Mama Vesley, do some shots. The Arizona drinking team, like, had Dean Martin playing in the background, and they're all doing shots. <laughs> oh, like, that's great. Like, nice. ten, of, ten of them sent me over videos, that's and people cool. were taking pictures of pasta, and it was great. Yeah, you know? and those so, are those moments. Thank you, guys, of, everybody. That breaks you down. We're Absolutely. Good. It's good to have you back. And there was a lot of pasta eaten last oh, yes. week. <laughs> there was a lot of people thinking about uh, you. I know that from all the emails. So you've made your mark here in a short period of time where people actually like you. means a lot. Well. Good. Really now knock it off. This all right. is difficult for all of us. Stop doing this kind of stuff. <laughs> Can't have you having these tragedies for God's sake. I tell fart jokes. We goof around all day long. No more That's tragedies. That's what we need to get back for. It goes for everybody. Stop <laughs> with the tragedies, everyone. Immediately. It's on you at this point. If you've got a tragedy, just stop it. And I remember, I remember Tuesday you were talking about how you and Larry were talking about that, you know, like, well, you know, this is the phone this calls the we're going to get. get. <laughs> even sent me that in a text, too. Well, Larry we're all did? getting to that age. And I'm like, oh, thanks, dude. Larry told yeah. you? Yeah, that was his first reaction when we were talking. He goes, you know, we're at that age now when these calls come in. That's what you're going to hear. And I'm like, oh, my God. Larry, don't, don't make this worse. Thanks, Grim Reaper. Everyone goes. <laughs> I know. Just one at a time, man. Yeah, no kidding. But yeah, it hit Larry hard. Yeah, he called his parents and like just oh, I'm sure, melted yeah. down with them. And you know, it's yeah. good though. You get a get a phone call in and do that. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, a lot of people doing that, and I'm glad you're all right. Thank you, thank you. No fun for sure. And I didn't nope. know that's how you had uh, found out. Well, I mean, I well, you're gonna that, have to find out. Nothing's good. Yeah, about I mean, out that's that exactly how I found out. And it was, I, well, I didn't say you got to be kidding me. It was basically, are you effing kidding me? Yeah. This isn't funny. And he's yeah. like, I'm not joking. I'm like, oh. and he had to be just like, oh yeah. Well, she passed in her sleep, luckily. Oh, yeah. so that was good. Um, she didn't suffer in some hospital or in hospice or anything like that. Yeah. She's, she passed in her sleep. And she but- had people had asked. I don't know how much you want to get into it. She had had some 
some, some health issues. Health issues yeah. prior to this. Yeah. And it was kind of like something wasn't right. Yeah, she was in the hospital a couple a couple weeks back, and yeah. when she got out, she was just kind of never the same. Yeah. And just, you know, kind of downhill from there. Yeah, well. But I did get to the, – the good thing was I did get to talk to her because last time I talked to her was on our way up to the Super Bowl party. Uh, that that we had on Sunday. Oh no! Yeah. Okay. So I, I just talked so to her the day just, before. Yeah, I called her and you know, like, hey, how you doing? Talked for about you know five ten minutes, and then that was the last thing. And know. she was she she fine. was more talkative than she had been in weeks. No kidding. So I don't know. There you go. Well, not to bring the whole room down, but it no, is no, so no. It's good to have you back. Thank you. I know that sucks, and I don't. I you know, I don't want to be like Larry. I don't want to look forward to those <laughs> things and sit and think that those are the calls we're all going to get someday. But mm, it is part of life. This dying part, which stinks. Yeah, and I've been is- waiting for that call for ten years. <laughs> we, I have my dad's been amazing. <laughs> Nine lives. You know what's funny? I've actually called you. You don't know this, but I've actually called your dad and said, "Is it what? Come on, what's going on? You're killing us over here. The anticipation is brutal. We're living in this death stagnation." I think I'm prepared. It's a true. Uh, well, I mean, like if that I call comes, was too. you're not. You're yeah, never. You're, you're not. I know. You're not. I always feel like, oh, okay. See, Any I always, day. I always look at it like Ralphie May, and I know it's different because it's not a parent. Yeah. I knew I'd get the call that Ralphie was gonna, was dead. Yeah. I just didn't know when. Yeah. And I got to be real close with him. Like, uh, we chatted a lot, especially that last year. And then for like a month and a half before he died, we didn't. And something was wrong. Went and dark. I knew it. Something Because we were talking five, six times a week. Yeah. And he's leaning on me pretty heavy about some stuff with his family. And we got to be good. Like, it was an odd friendship that yeah. – I didn't like him at first. I didn't like Ralphie when I first met him. I didn't want anything to do with him. Uh, he bothered me. And then kind of we grew on each other. I don't think he liked me either. I think it was just one of those things where we're like, something's not right here. And it was then we just connected. Something happened through the t- – and then we became like an odd friendship that wasn't – I don't know how to explain it. You didn't have the fat guy connection right off the bat. <laughs> I did not. I did not have that. You might have. I, I did, did not. I, I just felt like I was a forcing myself to be around him. And then after a while, I'm like, man, I like something. We we just had one night that was just a click, and I'm like, okay, I think we get each other now. I it almost felt competitive for a bit, and then it was like from there it was great. When I stopped hearing from him, and we were talking all the time about his divorce, and I was worried about him. Like he wasn't right. And the last time I saw him was my birthday, and he died a couple months later, and he wasn't right. Something was really bad. Yeah. And I remember, and I've said it. I'm like, if you know somebody that's going through that, and they, reach out, reach out. And I've had somebody since tell me, you have a friend who needs that. And I'm like, all right, I'll do it. Um, but I knew I'd get the call. Mm-hmm. I knew it was coming. I just didn't know when. And I thought for sure, I'm like, I'm prepped for this news. Absolutely. Like, there's nothing about this that's going to shock me until it call or the call happened. Until it happened. I thought I was prepped, and then, and that's just a friend. I can't imagine a parent. I can't imagine a family. I was just a friend, and then when I got hit, it hit me like a ton of bricks. That I was like, nope, I didn't. I wasn't prepped at all. I had no preparation for yeah. the actual day. I knew it was coming. I could see it like a train on a track. There was no diverting this this course. It was going to happen. And but when it happened, it was October, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I remember Joel from the the comedy club calling me and going, "Hey, what are, what are you doing?" And I'm like, "Hanging around work. What do you got?" And he goes, "Hey, Ralphie's gone." And I'm like, oh, as much as I knew those words were going to hit my ears and probably soon, when it happened, I wasn't prepped. So I think people say, I mean, you say that about your dad. Yeah. And there's not much. I said it about my mom, too. Right. Yeah. You've actually, we've talked about it. Yeah. I said, I'm at peace with it and everything else. But when it actually hits, and I know I'm not special. And it was great because a lot of people are like, man, I lost my mom. I lost my dad. And so I know I'm not the only one. So, 
but the it's you're part never is, prepared for it when no, it actually strikes. Yeah. Nope. nope. And then when you go around, you know, I know my brother and my sister and my yeah. mom and oh yeah. Whatever. Well, it's your mortality. Yeah. I mean, I've always known that yeah. death represents your mortality. You're sad for you. Like, you're sad wow. for your memories right. are all you yep. now have. And so those are those moments you're like, I can't do anything else. And, and it's helpless. It's a helplessness. But uh, yeah, stuff we, just strikes you at the it, weirdest it, moments. Like all of a sudden oh. I'm driving and I'm like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, I got to pull over. You know, I mean, yeah. thank God for Medea. That train is coming. Going. That's so Italian, by the way. What? You just have an emotional oh, I'm telling behind you. the wheel. It's true. <laughs> that is true. A, <laughs> How is that different? No more gravy. <laughs> I, we ought to, I just ate ragu for lunch. What's going on? The world's off its axis. Yeah, no, but it is. It's that thing where you're, yeah, Brady says it. And yeah. I feel like that too about like, you know, you say that about Torp, and it's we've teased and joked and all yeah. that stuff, but I mean... It's as close as ever. You know, it but is just, still, you don't want to say oh, that. Well, this one is... I know, but you it is. Yeah. Well, I said it, it about really- my grandpa. My grandpa had Alzheimer's for 15 years. Last time I saw him was 2004. He couldn't figure out how to sit down. His brain didn't work to where functional, I can't work a chair. Yeah. Chairs, he'd just walk into them. And move them. And like he stood at the side of the couch and banged into it trying to figure out how do, how do I get seated. Yeah. And somebody's holding him up going, come on, Bill, come on. And I'm watching this like, wow, we're close. You know, another year and a half. And you're like, man, this is – Yeah. My, how you know, in the world did this last so – long? you constantly, whenever you talk to him or see him, you're like, this is it. It's the last time we're going to talk. And you didn't talk to him at the end. And it, you still – and then I'm like, I am so ready for him to go. He wants to go. Nobody wanted him to be alive anymore. That's how bad it got. Everybody's like, just go. I think my mom is feeling that a little yeah. bit. Because, it becomes you know, she's caretaker. To, she's supposed to go to uh, Florida because her sister has yeah. a place down in Florida. And she it's, can't. And she's like, I'm not going to well, – I still have the tickets. It's supposed to be two weeks. I'm not going <laughs> to – I haven't canceled them yet. And my dad's in the background. I'm telling you, go to Florida. <laughs> if I die. <laughs> you go, because someone has to come yeah, in. And, yeah, and take care of it. Yeah. And she'd also feel like a real dick. Because she doesn't really take care of him. Sure. She but she does not feel like I'm comfortable enough to Right. You'd be a complete dick. And you know, as your dad or how you'd answer is like, go to Florida. I mean. I don't want to I don't want to hold you back. I don't want to burden well, you. But what have they been married? Yeah. 60 something years? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the last thing she wants to be is on the tennis court and hear her phone ringing down in Florida. Like, hey, by the way, your uh, husband of 60 years is finally gone. Oh, all right. We'll finish this match. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're nobody's ever prepared. So, but we all have. Some sort of grief to face in life, and uh, it's just how you handle it. But it is it is faced much better in a situation like this, where you wander in and you start goofing and having people talk to you on the emails. And I know, you know, speaking for you, watching what I watched on my emails, like yeah. holy cow, the outpouring it was amazing of people who want to tell their story, yeah. that have been through it. Yep. They tell you, you know, it's it gets better every day, that kind of thing. And that's so. how I knew, like, and that's what you know, you know, you don't ever think about it when it happens because you're kind of selfish at that point, like why me, why me, you right. know, whatever. But but you see that it's not just you. Everybody's right. had to deal with it. You're not that special. I no. mean, you're special to that person. That's yep. special, person special to you. But this has happened to everybody yeah. and will happen to everybody. But to be philosophical about it, uh, in Viktor Frankl's book, which changed my, my entire mindset, A Man's Search for Meaning, it is you are special in that regard that it is your pain. Right. No, and, I, and yeah. everybody else can say, oh, we all go through it and everything, but it is uniquely yours. Right. And it, you've never dealt with it before. No. So it's that dangerous moment of saying everybody else does it is that burial thing to sit back and go, I'm just going to put this aside because everybody deals with it. Yeah. And then you don't actually deal with it. A hangnail can be your Auschwitz. It's the worst thing that happened to you. It's the worst thing that happened to you. So 
those moments of like just accept your own pain is very true and then choose how to choose to deal with it. And that's the brilliance of that entire book is basically saying, you, aside from killing me, you can't take away my options on how I react to things. And that's the only thing you can't steal from somebody is their choice to choose how to handle something and how to choose how to choose. It's yeah. an amazing, amazing book. This dude was in Auschwitz, and he's like, well, I'm in Auschwitz. This is the worst thing that's happening to me. I guess I'll just have to deal with it. And he chose to say, I'm going to make the most of this, which is impossible to fathom from your mind. And then those people that always say stuff like, well, my day's bad, but Brady's got it worse, or Brett's going through his thing. And then they just bury their own problems. Your problems are yours uniquely. So handle it however you're supposed to. But it seems like you're doing pretty well. You don't know how to handle it. No, I mean, you don't. Until you're thrown and into accept it. accept that. Yeah. And you got to accept that part, too. Is like sometimes yeah. you're just like, I'm lost in the wind. Oh, yeah. And, and that's knowing, okay, too. Uh, you know, a part that you can handle it, too, is for people to know that. That, you know, it it shall pass eventually. But, right. Oh, yeah. Time will heal. Yeah. But definitely accept it as your own. Yep. Don't sit and say everybody else has problems, too, because you're never going to deal with it properly. That book is it's a mindset flip it, it twists your brain just enough if you decide to let it and it's one of those things you're like wow yeah have your own pain don't worry about anybody else have yeah. your own moments and learn how you get through things because you're going to find out how you deal with this as you oh i found out you know? yeah. <laughs> oh yeah you know, i mean you it's discover new depths of yeah. like emotion that you didn't know you had and all that's crazy yeah thank god for medea she's like kind of kept everything yeah. in line because well, me and my dad are mess she's a key you know oh yeah she's a good one that Medea, when I talked to her initially, boy, talk about somebody that knows how to handle mm-hmm. that call. Because I get a text from Brett that says, hey, give me a call when you get a chance. And I'm like, well, that's no good. What would Brett fall off of now? Yeah. That's what my first thought was. Oh, God, he fell off another. Trail. He fell off another guy. Because, you know, we've had a problem with that. You fall, you fall off of dudes. He breaks bones. He falls off, fellas. And then she answered the phone. And I'm like, oh, she goes, it's not Brett. And I'm like, I know. I like this better. <laughs> not knowing that what I was about to hear was terrible, but yeah. Anyway, well, it's good to have Brett back, and it's Thank good you. to have the whole situation uh, smoothing over. It is great to be back, back, though. Just like good. I said, normalcy and just laughing. That's has right, been great. And just so you know, for the next two hours and twenty-eight minutes, that's all we're going to talk about. <laughs> we're going to get tears out of you before this is over. I cue the music. Out. Yeah, cue, cue the music. Cue, cue the sadness. <laughs> this is Adele Radio. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, let's do it. Let's do a little terror now. Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric's Family BBQ.com.